0: unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Of- We have covered a few stories where we see how race plays a huge role in how a case is handled. But what about how it's reported? On August 17th, 1987, a man turned himself in at the urging of his mother and he was arrested. A man who, despite having a pile of bodies hidden in his vacant apartment, you probably have never heard of. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Harrison Graham, born September 9th, 1959, was known in his Philadelphia neighborhood as the intellectually disabled man who enjoyed spending time with neighborhood children and carried around a cookie monster puppet. By most accounts, he was a well-liked member of the community, and besides the occasional small issue, like digging up graves, he was never really known to cause any problems. No one knew that, behind his well-liked demeanor, lie a darker side. One that wouldn't reveal itself until he was evicted from his apartment in August of 1987 after a fight with his landlord's nephew. Before he left, Harrison spitefully nailed the door shut and left with most of his things well, the things he wanted to keep. When neighbors finally complained about the smell emitting from the apartment on August 9th, 1987, the police entered and found themselves knee-deep in Harrison's waist. There was food, molded newspapers and magazines, dried feces, and filthy clothing. The walls were covered with sketches, mostly of naked women and verbal denouncements in what appeared to be dried blood. As they waded through the disgust, they found that the smell seemed to be stronger the closer they got to the nailed-up room. An officer looked into the keyhole and saw the shape of a human lying motionless inside. He demanded the door be opened, and when the figure made no movement, he called for backup. When the door was finally pried open, they found the body of a black female lying naked on the mattress, her body bloated and decomposing. Next to the mattress was a second body, As they moved through the House of Horrors, they found two more bodies and three skeletons, one of which was found on the roof. Some of the bodies were found openly decomposing, while others seemed to be mummified within sheets. A quick look into the prior occupants had police looking for Harrison Graham, who lived in the apartment since 1983. A week after the morbid discovery, at the urging of his mother to be a good Christian boy, Harrison Graham turned himself in. He initially asserted that the bodies were already in the apartment when he moved in, that he simply inherited them. But the story quickly changed into a full confession when he admitted to killing the women during drug-fueled hazes or during sex. His victims were later identified as 27-year-old Cynthia Brooks, 25-year-old Valerie Jameson, 36-year-old Mary Jeter Mathis, 22-year-old Barbara Mahoney, 29-year-old Robin DeShazer, 33-year-old Sandra Garvin, and 24-year-old Patricia Franklin. In court, Harrison opted for a bench trial, not wanting the gruesome evidence of his crime to sway jurors. During this trial, two victims of Harrison's attacks were able to testify that not only did he attack them, but that he claimed he had killed others. Despite his disabilities and assertions from his lawyers that he was suffering from multiple personality disorder, the judge convicted him of seven counts of murder and seven counts of desecrating a corpse. He was initially given the death penalty, but after an appeal regarding his mental state, was given life. So why haven't you heard about Harrison Graham? It seems like a story involving the accidental discovery of seven bodies within a Philadelphia apartment would have been at the top of the news stories. However, around the same time, a fellow Philadelphian named Gary M. Heidnick was arrested for similar crimes. He earned more news time because, as criminal justice professor Anthony Walsh suggests, he was white. That Harrison's crimes were broadcast strictly in the Philadelphia area because of the broader unawareness and neglect of black serial killers in America. Harrison had more victims than Gary did, and by all accounts, should have been the one everyone was talking about but his crimes were widely ignored outside of those who were directly affected. It appears that, if speculations are true, racism runs deeper in criminal justice than many of us know. Due to this lack of coverage and lack of sources, it is difficult to understand Harrison Graham's mental state. Was he really as limited as some say? Can he truly be held accountable for his actions? Or were these just grasps at straws to try and understand how he could commit such heinous crimes? All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters, achieve your goals, with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.